How's everyone doing? Everybody well? You know, uh, so I, uh, I got one more announcement that I get to make this, this morning. Can everyone say joy? Joy. Joy. Doesn't it just make you feel good when you say that, right? Joy kind of puts a little smile on your face. Well, we're going to do something starting the first Sunday of every month, and we're going to call it Joy Sunday. Joy, right? We're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, typically, what we do on a, on a normal Sunday when it comes to, uh, when it comes to giving you know, a lot of us do it online. Uh, we, we do this thing. Next week, we're actually going to do it in service. And we're going to have a moment where we're going to worship that way. And we're going to have a joyful Sunday where we give uh, as a group together. So you'll see how that works. We're not going to embarrass anybody. We're not going to do anything weird, anything like that. But we're just going to start... Um, trying to kind of create an atmosphere of generosity and joy, you know, and there's just something great about us doing that together. So we're going to do that. Alongside of a Joy Sunday, we're also going to do communion. So that's something that the first Sunday of, of every month we're going to bring, and we're going to add a couple of other things to it, some, some testimonies and that type of stuff, and we're going to kind of incorporate that through a Joy Sunday. So be prepared, and if you're someone that normally gives online or anything like that, uh, I'm going to ask that next week, would you wait to do it during the service? Okay? Cool? Awesome? Um, I do have a really cool testimony. Uh, where's Andrew at? Is Andrew in here? There he is. Andrew's there. Um, Andrew's wife got baptized last Sunday, and up until that baptism, uh, maybe some of you who know Hannah probably know this about her, but she has been uh, gluten intolerant or tolerant or intolerant. She had gluten problems, all right? Couldn't eat the stuff. Ever since she got baptized, it's completely gone. Completely gone. Isn't that weird? No, it's not weird. That's the Lord. The kind of stuff that he does. It's what he does, guys. That's, That's the type of stuff that God shows up and he can only do, and I think it's one of those moments where when we become obedient, we just walk out the things of the Lord. He shows up. Even when she didn't come here getting baptized last week saying, God, take this away. He just did it. He did it out of an obedient thing that she did. So I just wanted to share that with everybody this, this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity this morning to come and just be in your presence. Lord, we value that. We value being here with you. And, and I'm grateful that as everyone walks out these doors, they've had an encounter with you. And I pray that there would be a fresh one that would happen this morning to each and every one of us, Lord. That you would speak to the things that we need to hear. That you would just show up in places this morning that we might not even expected that to happen today. But Lord, I'm praying that it would. Help me share your word this, this morning. God, help me bring something that would honor you and would just uh, excite your kids about getting closer to you. So we love you and, and just trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Um, so about eight, about eight years ago, I got a phone call from a guy I hadn't talked to in about 15 years. Anybody ever get those just weird out of the day phone calls or anything like that? I did, and he calls me, and I hadn't talked to the guy in about 15 years, and and he says, I saw you on Facebook, and I don't know why I'm calling you, but I'm calling you. And I was just like, okay. Um, I don't know what to say right now, but hi. And uh, he starts asking me some questions. And at the time, I had just started, I'd just taken over the church, and I'm, I'm sharing that with him. And, and, uh, and he says, okay, I know why I'm calling you. And I said, okay, well, would you want to share with me why you're calling me? And... and um, He's, he, he, he begins to just speak into my life some things that I had been praying about and some things that I really hadn't shared with anyone. He starts just, just, just prophetically speaking these things into my life. And I'm just on the phone just like he's got my full attention now. And I'm listening and I'm just agreeing. And he says something to me that... I think it's something I, I've I've known this and I and I've read this and I and I have you know uh, and it's something that I knew uh, was definitely in the word and all this stuff and he says Eric how thankful are you? I said I like to believe I'm a pretty thankful guy like I like to think and he says no 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 he says how thankful are you? And I don't think I was getting what he was saying so I needed a little bit of clarification and I says so what what. What are you trying to get at here? What are, you, what are you saying to me? He says, how often do you thank the Lord for even the things he hasn't done yet? How often when you go into prayer, does your prayer say, thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do? Thank you for what you already have done. Thank you, instead of just ask, 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 ask. Worry, 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 ask, ask, worry, worry. I can start rapping right now if I wanted to. <laughs> Got my lyrics, man. I'm about to write something. I'm about to go. That's music today sounds like that. I could probably make some money. Dang. Copyright right now. No one heard that, okay? Don't go steal my stuff. But you know, and, and, I, and, it, and, and I just kind of was like, you know, man, I. I think I find myself asking instead of thanking. And so that kind of led me down this little road to kind of begin to, I just wanted to see what the word had to say about being thankful. And, and, and how true was this? How, how did this line up? Or was this just a good thing that somebody said or that somebody thought was a good idea and And I remember looking up some scriptures, and I'm going to read some of them to you this morning because I think there's no better way to state a point than to show you that the word of God clearly states something that's so true. Psalm 107.1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. I think we sang a song that goes something like that. Bet you didn't know it was scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be 
thankful. Psalm 69, 30. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. There's a day in our culture called thanksgiving. Everybody knows that's... I know what that day is every single day. Every year, I know what day that is. You want to know why? Because almost half the time it falls on my birthday. No, you guys still have about six months to get ready for my birthday. Okay? So whatever you need to do, do some welding, some painting, some saving. I don't care what it is. You're on alert right now. But everyone knows that day, and everyone, you know, we can talk about it, and we can kind of put it out there and, and uh, know that that's a day when maybe in some of your traditions with your families, what's the thing you do when you get around the table before you eat? Probably you go around the table and you give thanks, right? You do something that you would say, maybe something that's happened, maybe something that God... Anybody practice that on, on Thanksgiving? Oh, gosh, we're in trouble. Yeah, okay, 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 good, 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 good. All right, good. But I think a lot of times what ends up happening is we just kind of leave that that day. We kind of remember things on that day and, and we kind of go the rest of the days. And, and guys, I, I'm, I'm not assuming and I'm not suggesting that uh, people in here that you're not thankful. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is do we recognize how powerful thankfulness is? And I don't know that we fully wrapped our hearts and our heads around that of the power behind thanksgiving. So because of that, and some of these things that we've read, what I'd like to say is that Thanksgiving is something, is Thanksgiving is every day. Another scripture, Colossians 3, 16 through 17 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in our hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Every day, Thanksgiving, guys. Can we live a day that every day that we wake up, we would be thankful for the breath that we take? Because that's not what you've been promised. You and I have not been promised tomorrow. We've been promised Today. But how much am I willing to be thankful for today? How often do I wake up and there's just this grateful thankfulness that is within me that I live out every moment of my life for this day? That in everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm about, that I would be thankful for those things. Because the one thing that I know about thankfulness, guys, that it begins to change you. It begins to change your perspective. Last week, we talked about prayer changing our perspective. I think thanksgiving also changes your perspective as well. That when you and I become thankful, that when you and I think out of that attitude and, and, and of that mindset, everything else kind of just falls into place, even when it's bad, even when it's not going right, even when you think you just aren't going to make it when you begin to be thankful about something, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Man, guys, there's something about this that I think 
the Lord wants to kind of shake up and kind of mess around in us a, a little bit and take some of that stuff that we have that we harbor most of the time. Because you know what a lot of us end up doing most of the days? We walk around angry. We walk around stressed. We walk around anxious. We walk around with everything else out there except this sense of thanksgiving. This thankful spirit, this, this, this thankfulness that really counts something that's happened, not just one time a year, but every day to be able to say, I'm thankful for the dent I got in my car yesterday. You didn't think that was possible, right? It sure made you mad, though, right? It sure made you anxious. It sure made you worry because now you don't know how you're going to fix it. You don't know how the money's going to come. You don't know if your insurance is, is going to cover it. But just maybe if I took the attitude of being thankful, I would focus on what God's going to do instead of what I believe I have to do. Just maybe, guys, because that thankful heart, that thankfulness removes the burden from you and places it where it's supposed to be on him. Because he said he would get us through this. He said he would do more. He said he would take care. He would protect. He would provide. He would be victorious. He said. And when I'm thankful, I begin to remember that I, be, I begin to walk that out. I begin to live like somebody who really believes who he is. Here's one. Josh uh, talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. And sometimes when we use this three-letter word, everyone kind of shudders and kind of maybe tunes out a little bit and gets all bent out of shape. But it's the reality. It's a three-letter word called sin. Thanksgiving replaces sin. How do I know that? Let me read it to you. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are all out of place, but rather thanksgiving. 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 You're dealing with stuff. There's stuff that's got a lock on you. There's stuff that you've been struggling with for so long. How about if you would begin to think that if you were to be thankful for what God has done and what God can do, that maybe you wouldn't focus on the sin anymore and you would focus on who he is and the one who can redeem you and cleanse you and restore you from the crap that you've been dealing with. And that's what Thanksgiving does here, guys. That's what it does in these very moments when you and I are burdened, when you and I are overtaken by something that we can't handle. When you begin to thank the Lord for removing it, because listen to this prayer, God, help me take this away. Opposed to this prayer, God, I am thankful for the freedom that you're going to bring me. I'm thankful that your word says and declares that you've already given me the victory over this. Do you think maybe you walk around with your head up high a little bit more? Do you think you actually begin to believe what he says? Because you're thanking him for what he's going to do instead of asking for something that you're not sure can be done. And too often, guys, I think that's where we're stuck most of the time. 
And we lose the power. We lose the understanding of of who he is and what he's done and why he came and why he went to the cross. He went so all of those sins and burdens that you have gave now the opportunity for them to be removed. Because you could cling them to the cross now and be thankful for what he did. And you attach that there instead of carrying it around and trying to maneuver it and get out of it on your own. When I'm thankful, man, he begins to replace that sin. And he replaces it with a, with a new heart. He replaces it with a new mind. There's too often you and, you, you and I need to understand when it's spoken that said that we, would, that we had to change. It, there, there, that wonderful scripture says that we do it by the renewing of our mind. Renewing of our mind. How often are you putting new things into your mind? And sometimes through, through thanksgiving, what you're beginning to do is put new thought patterns, new things into your mind instead of being controlled by the things that have always controlled you and you're still living the way you always lived. How can any type of change happen when you and I continue to live the way we always lived? We come into relationship with Jesus. He's done this wonderful thing. We say, come into my life. Come come into my heart. Be my Lord. And then we don't change the pattern of living that we once lived. We still live over here going, everything's wrong. Everything's messed up. I don't know how to do it. Instead of living over here in the thankfulness of the redemption that he's done and that he's given, now I live in the freedom and the authority because I'm thanking him for what is to come instead of where I've come from. I'm going somewhere now. And when you and I come into relationship with With Jesus, guys, he's taking you somewhere. And let me tell you where he's taking you. He's taking you to the cross. He's taking you to the cross. Because there's something about that cross that you need to have a cross experience. Just like he had a cross experience where you come to a place where you take all your stuff that you have and now stick it to that cross and say, thank you that I don't have to bear that anymore. Thank you that I don't have to carry that any longer. Thank you that it's you through this that allows me now to experience the freedom to become what you've called me to be. And that's your son. That's your daughter. Heir to the kingdom. That's what I live, guys. And that's what happens when you and I begin to be thankful. This last one here that I'll share, I think, is probably one of the most difficult ones because we haven't learned how to be thankful in all circumstances. In all circumstances. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, I mentioned a little bit ago, somebody hit your car yesterday and you're still dwelling on it. You're still mad about it. You're still trying to run through every scenario in your head of how this happened, how it was their fault, wasn't your fault. All this stuff, but instead of being thankful that it's going to be taken care of in that circumstance, instead you're still trying to figure out what you're going to do to make it right. 
And let's just kind of put every circumstance now, guys. It's easy to be thankful when, when in some way and somehow you feel blessed by the Lord, right? When God shows up and gives you what you want, God, thank you. How about when you're in the worst circumstance, when you're in the lowest of lows and you don't know any way out? Have you ever found yourself thankful there? And you know what you want to find yourself thankful there for? That God's going to do something to get you out. When you and I begin to be thankful, when you and I begin to thank him in the lowest of circumstances, it's because we're saying, I trust you. I love you because you love me. I believe what you can do. I believe that you can take me out of here. Not only do I believe that, I believe that you're going to do it. And because of that, I'm thankful. A friend of mine by the name of Pastor, Pastor Chris, we crossed paths about three or four years ago now. And one day we were talking and he had shared his testimony, his testimony with me and um, he had battled cancer like six times. Uh, uh, had just recently lost his mom. His wife's mom was about to die and ended up passing away shortly after that. And just all of these, all of these negative circumstances that most of us through that would have just probably locked ourselves up in a room and said, don't talk to me. And here's a man out in public trying to share the gospel and trying to, trying to tell people how good God is in the middle of the worst time in his life, he's telling everybody that God is the best thing that you'll ever do. And he said this to me. I said, I said man, I, I love watching you through this season. And he said, you know what, man? There's something that, I, that my pastor taught me many, many years ago. And he said this, he says, don't kick too low when you're low and don't kick too high when you're high. And I kind of went, wow, I like that. Because you know what ends up happening to you and I when we come into certain circumstances, guys? We'll, we'll get in that high circumstance, and this is what kicking high is, mean you kind of, you know, I'm not a cheerleader or anything like that. My body doesn't flex and bend too, too well. I'm meant to be pretty close to the ground um, and my feet on the ground most of the time. But, you know, sometimes you ever seen a girl do a high kick, a, cheer, a cheerleader or something or somebody like that do a high kick and it's like kick the projector, right? They're like, man, how'd you do? I don't know, but you just did that. That's pretty amazing. That's kicking high. And then in the negative circumstances, what kicking low is, you ever kick the dirt? You ever done that? Right? Oh, man. Dang. Oh. That's kicking low. That's kicking low. And the problem is, guys, we end up kicking low so often that we stay there. We stay there. We stay there. We just kind of, this is, this is where I'm going to live because, you know what? I don't, I, I don't like falling from from the high spot all the way down to the low spot. So I'm just going to kind of live down here. I'm just going to live down here because this is, you know, I, this way I don't get my hopes too, too high. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't get too excited. I'll just stay down here and, and this is where I'll live. And, and, and that's not good. 
Because we're not called to live down here. We are called to live up here. Why are we called to live up here? Because it's not me that is working, but it's him working through us. So because of that, I'm able to be up here. And when Pastor Chris said that, what he had learned and what, and what he had understood was that he learned how to live up here. He learned how to live here even when circumstances were down here. He learned how to live up here. And he learned how to live there because he began to be thankful in everything and in everywhere. And whatever was happening, he learned how to be thankful. Because when I'm thankful in the low, guys, I'm really saying, God, I know I'm not going to be here for a very long time because there's something you're going to do that's going to get me out of here. But because I'm thankful, I don't want to miss what you're doing down here. You mean God wants to do stuff in those low places in our life? You mean, you mean God wants to shape and mold us in those circumstances? No, that couldn't be. That only happens in blessing. That only happens in, in, in good times. That only happens in, in when everything's going right. That's when God changes you. That's when God does something in you is when everything's going right. I think it's quite the opposite, man. I think it's quite the opposite. I think when everything's going right, you and I release ourselves from the Lord more and more. But there's something about being in the low. There's something about those circumstances where for, for whatever reason, I'll tell you whatever reason is because we hate being down in the low and we're pretty selfish people so we can't handle being down there. We want to be out of there. We, we cling to the Lord in those moments when we're in the low and we're saying, God, get me out of here. But if all you learn and all you walk away with is learning how to grab on tight and say, God, get me out of here, those low times are going to continue to happen. And those low times are going to continue to find their way in your life because you're not learning what to do in those low times. And once you and I begin to learn what to do in those low times, they don't become low times anymore. They become opportunities. Let's say that word one more time. Opportunities. Because just maybe in this place, maybe down here where I feel I am and what's going on in this circumstance, that just maybe God wants to do something in that moment. That maybe there's a life he wants to change through me. In that moment, maybe there's something within my character. Maybe there's something within my soul. Maybe there's just something that he wants to do differently in me in that moment because of the circumstance that I'm in right now. Because you and I, when we're up in the highs, we don't often take inventory of our lives when things are going really well, right? You don't. Stop and go, man, I'm just going to take this spiritual inventory right now of how good things are and how great I'm doing, how I'm feeling, all this stuff. You just kind of ride the wave. But when you and I are down here, you begin to ask these weird questions like, is there sin in my life? Did I do something wrong? And if you by any chance think or live and believing that suffering is punishment, 
you've absolutely missed who the Lord is. You've really missed what he's all about. Because suffering and punishment within him don't go together. Suffering has everything to do with opportunity. Suffering has everything to do is waiting on the Lord for him to accomplish what he wants to do and change you through that process, not punish you. But that's where we go when we get down into the lows. We start doing things. We start you know, taking this inventory. We start doing all these little things that kind of trying to figure out why we're here, how we got here, all that stuff. And some of that isn't bad. That's not bad. But what you're trying to figure out is how you're also going to get yourself out of there instead of relying and thanking the Lord for taking you there and now removing you from there. And what is it that he wanted to do? What is it that he needed um, to be in that moment there? I had an opportunity yesterday, and I'm going to close with this. And I had an opportunity yesterday to meet somebody for the first time and get the opportunity to go play golf with them. And uh, there is something amazing about the, about the game of golf. Um, let me finish before you make whatever remarks you're going to make. There is something amazing about the game of golf that brings out the worst in you. But there's something about when the worst is brought out in you, at least for guys, and I, and I don't know that this is so much true for, for women, but there's something about being at the lows, and I've had more experiences of this now happening with guys out on the golf course where yeah, I get so frustrated, they get so that all of a sudden they get open. All of a sudden they begin to let you in. Because you've already seen the worst of them. And now they say, how worse can this get? Let me just go ahead and open the doors for you to kind of talk. And, and, I, and, and anytime I don't know somebody and they are going to play golf with me, the first thing that they say, they're not playing with Eric, they're playing with Pastor Eric. So I'm already, I'm already at a negative here because... They just kind of, it's not, I don't get the luxury of just saying we're playing golf. I'm playing with Pastor Eric, so I got to be on my best behavior. I got to do this. But golf changes that. Your best behavior goes right out the door after the first hole. After the, actually, let's just put it, the first swing of the club. Something messes up, you, you, you're, you're just out, and all of a sudden, they don't care who you are anymore because everything comes flying out of the mouth, attitudes, all this kind of stuff. And I just like to sit there and go, this is going to be a good day. It's going to be a really good day. So I'm playing with this guy and, you know, just going through the day. And um, by the end of the day, we're getting back in my truck and he says one thing and I challenged him with something else. And for the next hour, we proceeded to talk about his circumstances and how bad they were. 
And I began to tell him that maybe this circumstance is happening because God wants to do something in your life right now. And then I said this, because he came back and he gave this wonderful statement that, that maybe many of you have said, I believe in God. Do you believe that he loves you? Do you believe that he's for you? Do you believe that you woke up this morning and he wanted to be with you? And he looked at me kind of like, no, I just believe in God. And when another 30 minutes of talking about how God loved him, and how God was for him and how, and how he was going to take this circumstance and make something amazing out of it. And we left that conversation with him. I could see it in his eyes. I could see it in his countenance. I could see it in him. That in that moment of us sharing, he had an encounter with the Lord. He had an encounter in that very moment that made him question what he had once believed and where his circumstance was that now was going to take him and there was possibly something that would be different for him. And all because we talked about a different perspective and we talked about the attitude of being thankful over the attitude of worrying about what's going on. And you and I as believers, you and I as people of faith, guys, if you really believe and you really understand who Jesus is and what he did, you have every reason to be thankful. You have every reason to believe that where you're at today is not where you're going to be tomorrow. That whatever you're struggling with today is not going to be that way tomorrow. The situation might not change, but your attitude will. Your perspective is going to change. Your heart's going to change. Doesn't mean that the circumstance in that moment is going to get any different, but everything in you is going to change because you're believing what he's going to do. And sometimes we just want the circumstance to change, and when that changes, everything's going to get better. Guys, if you don't, and if you don't experience change in the middle of these circumstances, those circumstances are going to come right back. They're going to look a little different. You're going to handle them the exact same way, and you're not going to change. But when you and I begin to change in those circumstances, when we begin to take the opportunity that the Lord is giving us to do something different in us, those circumstances don't look like circumstances anymore. They look like opportunities now. So what is your opportunity today? What is your opportunity? Where are you right now? Where are you today to give an opportunity for the Lord to do something in your situation that you can begin to be thankful for? That you can begin to praise him for? That you can begin to have some type of change happen in you that's going to make you different, although your circumstance doesn't change, but your attitude's going to change. Your heart's going to change. Your mind's going to change. Everything else is going to change but the circumstance. And you don't want the circumstance to change. You need you to change. 
You need you to change. So what opportunity do you have this morning to change? What opportunity are you in right now that the Lord wants to do something? I want us to just, we're going to pause here for just, a, just for 30 to 60 seconds. I'm going to pray something very basic and I'm just going to allow the Lord to speak. I'm going to allow the Lord to speak. Thank you.